to another episode of Those Gals Have Moxie, a pop culture podcast that colors outside the lines with Chelsea, Jen, Megan, and Paige. And we are back with another episode. And today we're going to talk about Rebecca. This is a very not at all thinly veiled episode for us merely to discuss Lily James. We're going to be honest, guys. This is really what that's about. This is just a conduit to talk about Lily James and how much we love her. But before we get into that, let us discuss the media we are consuming lately. So Paige, why don't you tell us what you've been consuming? I have been watching a few things. I just started watching The Crown finally because the new season is out and I want to get to Diana. So that's my main motivation. And I've really been liking it. Um, I have also been watching a lot of film noir because it's noir vember, um, which has been very fun. (laughs) Yeah, that was started by um, Maria Gates. I hope I said her name right, but I followed her for years on Twitter and she started noir vember. So I've been like watching a lot of those that I haven't seen, which has been a fun challenge. And, um, I have also finally been watching the show Girlfriends, which I somehow never watched or never caught reruns of. Because oh, they were Netflix always on UPN. And, <laughs> like, always. Yeah, I just, like, I never caught it, I guess. But um, Tracy Ellis Ross deserves so many awards, like, post that show. Like, just give her give retroactive her awards, awards she didn't get. Yeah. She's so good. We can take a few from Julia Louis Dreyfus and just scrap, like take (laughs) off the little plaque and she can spare them. Yeah. (laughs) She's only got like a dozen or so. It's fine. Fine. Mm -hmm. She won't, she doesn't need them all. We wouldn't say that. She's not Meryl. (sighs) Chelsea, what have you been consuming? Let's, I know you have something very important to discuss. Yes. So I worked extremely late last night and then decided to stay up even later to watch the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion special. God bless. It was delightful. And much like Paige said, I got onto the Wikipedia page for for Fresh Prince. They were only ever nominated for one Emmy for like lighting or some bullshit. And it's kind of dumb. It's how dumb is it that Will Smith was never nominated for an Emmy? He got some Golden Globe nominations, which is... That's ridiculous, honestly. The show was huge. Like, gigantic. What? Right? I just, I don't know. And that was a show I definitely watched, like, all of it in syndication growing up. Because by the time I was, oh, yeah. watched that, it was definitely done. But it was very nice, the special. You can't really spoil anything, but they um, bring back the original Aunt Viv, and they actually get into a really good, deep discussion about her leaving the show and some of the issues and then the implications of him, like, labeling her as a difficult Black female, especially as a darker-skinned one. She, like, specifically says that. And I think that was a really great conversation to have on the show because you're not going to hear that and it is like such a big issue to talk about right and I, I'm it was glad great. they I talked about so that they 
got really into it. It was much better than I thought it would be. I thought they would just kind of glaze over it, but no, I they had a deeper discussion than I thought. Yeah. But they did have a beautiful section I just yeah. yesterday that the actress who played um the second Aunt Viv is married to the actor who played the dad and sister sister. Tim Reed. I somehow never knew that. And that's I love that yeah. so much. I love that. That's a power couple. That is a power couple right there. But no, picking back up, I'm really glad that Will Smith and, um, oh goodness, what is, what's her name? It just slipped my hand. Janet. Yes. Janet Hoover? That sounds right. Yes. Sorry. That sounds true. I literally watch this at one in the morning. It's fine. But no, I'm glad they had the conversation and that she called him out for, like, labeling her a difficult Black woman in Hollywood and what it did to her career. And it was a much more thorough conversation than I think the show would ever. Like, no other reunion show would probably talk about that. It's not like The Hills or something where they just scoot on past things. And then I... They had, like, a huge section. Don't talk about The Hills in vain. Oh, my God. Girl, you know I love the hills. I am Elsie for life. Oh my god. I just watched her video. I just watched her video the other day with Nikki Tutorials on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it was the purest thing I've ever Uh, seen. Like, there's a reason we still love Lauren Conrad. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Just yes, and then they had like this beautiful section about James Avery and acting oh, and being this classically trained actor and how he would like up everybody's game and he treated the girls on the show like they were his daughters, like would call them daughter and everything. And I just sobbed, like full on lost it because he was also my favorite character on the show because I'm like, oh, he's such a good dad and he always cares and I don't know. I feel like you don't get great dad characters like that anymore. And he was you one don't. of the best ones. They usually just, like, don't pay attention or care about anything, the TV yeah. dads. They're just that dumb guy who's the fun parent while the wife's the nag. And he was just so much. He was just beautiful and smart and goofy in his own way. But you, like, never embarrassed by him. And it was wonderful. So, yes, I'm just going to gush about that. And if I talk too much more, I'll just cry if I talk about the scenes because it was so wonderful. Everyone go watch it. We're not sponsored. Jen, what are you consuming right now? Why are you acting like you don't know what you've been consuming? Oh, my God. Listen, I am busy. (laughs) My mind is in 840, like 40 thousand different directions but i have been texting you all about the diana um documentary in her words and of course finished season four of the crown um some things so if i ever meet prince charles i plan on punching him right in the fucking face and no no, no. do it right in the throat the throat it's true that's even better um, yeah broken noses heal way too easily just go for like right under the jowls where he like can't breathe for a little while yeah i'm I'm just saying it's the least that he would deserve like i want to fight that man on site i i literally want to fight him on site 
um, for putting Diana through all of that mess. And also for just, you know, being kind of a shitty dad when you yourself had a shitty dad and then don't, didn't think to be like, Oh, maybe this is my opportunity to not be a shitty dad. But I think he was like, I'm going to be King and I'm in love with Camilla and I have to perform a duty. And so all of a sudden he forgot that he was also a person who didn't have that kind of relationship with his father as well. Oh, so you mean exactly like Prince William? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I said it and I stand by it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, this is why this is why I am like, you know what? Harry's done some dumb things. He's made some serious mistakes, but I always think the measure of a person is what after they've been called out and after they've apologized, change behavior forward. Mm -hmm. And that was like a 180 in behavior for Prince Harry. He like got his shit together. Got himself a lovely wife who, I mean, listen, I love Meg and Meg is really the one who's, in my opinion, holding that shit together. (laughs) And like, he, I hope, understands how lucky he is because she doesn't need him, like at all. Like he adds way too much drama to her life (laughs) that she could probably be like, you know what? I don't need this. Uh, And so I... um. I just really have a lot of deep feelings about the two of them and I want them to be happy. Um, I do want to get Harry props because you, um, you look at that whole toxic monarchy that he comes from and you see him growing and adjusting and becoming a decent human being. And you, you're almost proud that Mm -hmm. you can escape that kind of past because I have like some very shitty family and stuff that it's like, how did I turn out the way I did? And I think mm-hmm. it is just being mm-hmm. a queer person and navigating, but also it's just like, it's really cool to see people go beyond and be so different than what their mm-hmm. family is. So I have a lot of empathy for him. Like it's yeah. really, yeah. he's talked so about bad. that a lot. And like, he's talked about it where he's like, I very much wanted to follow in my mom's footsteps and do the work that my mom did because I believed in the work that she was doing. And that's why he cares so much about all the stuff that he does in Botswana. And he, that's why he does. I mean, if we're going to compare William and Harry, has William started something like the Invictus games? I think not. And that is for wounded soldiers. Like, hello. I really don't think Harry is the completion of what, um Diana hoped that she'd be able to do post yes. life as a royal. Like yeah. It, it it just is the continuation of all of her hopes and the things that she held closest to her heart. And, and when he see that he was like a traumatized child losing his mother and Oh yeah. Just, I mean they made this child walk behind her coffin for fuck's sake. What the, like, like for miles. And so he was like yeah. how old was he? He was born he in was 12. So yeah, it was like or was young, yeah, yeah. It was like how it's just it's bad. With it's and like he said, and flashing bulbs and everything and crowds around. It's like how in the world, like kids, like even that age, young, like twelve year olds or eight year olds or whatever old he was, they get emotional just having to leave to go to a class of 25 students in the before times. And it's like, no, you're going to have millions of people just like swarm this child every waking moment and ask him about how are you doing without your mother every day? It's awful. And like, and like he, a mother who died in a very speech. traumatizing way. 
in his speech when he was like, we're leaving the royal family that at that um, event that he was at, he was like, I know that if my mother was here, she would say this is the right choice because I am not going to let happen to my wife what happened to my mother. And like, damn. <laughs> That's um uh, he deserves um, respect for that alone. Yeah. Seriously, like I I mean again, I will brag about this until the end of my days. When I sat behind him at a play in London, literally like no one talked to him mostly because like literally I told you guys, like I stood up. All I did was stand up and take my phone out of my pocket because it had been in my pocket for this first half of the play and his security was right up in my face. Are you taking a photo? No, get off me. Like no one bothered him in the theater, right? But like the moment he rounded the corner, it was like, I was like, I've never seen this in my life. That's so scary. Like 52 flashbulbs are going off, right? Because you walked out of a theater and that's terrifying. So Megan, like, I, I'm you have proud to imagine your, those like- I'm proud of your restraint. It was a lot. Um, but you know, like that- 10 seconds is all you have to like be at peace between walking out the door and rounding that corner. Like that's awful, you know? So, I mean, and I do believe that thing in Vegas, um, was, um, I've been told that he, that was for him to go to the front lines because the queen kept saying no. And he said, well, now I'm going to do some dumb stuff and you're going to send me anyway. Cause he wanted to be on the front lines in Iraq. So that's what you want to do. Listen, he's come a long way. He and his beautiful wife and adorable baby are better off without that toxic part of the family. The baby. And you know what's funny is that like in terms of the crown, they don't say, they don't get miffed about the queen being a bad mom. They don't get miffed about um, them addressing the Duke's cheating but suddenly you bring in the Diana thing. This is blasphemy. How dare you seriously do this to us? Like, no. Pick a lane. Pick a lane. You're mad or you're not. There is the report, though, that um, Camilla watches the show and loves it. I love that. Listen, I love that she loves really it. That's really funny. <laughs> it's, here's my thing about that, okay? Like, these are, these are trashy people for how they treated the the like the bonds of his marriage charles and camilla at its heart though it's a really sweet story of these two people who loved each other for so long and waited for so long to actually make their union like a legal legit thing like if they were other people and had behaved in different ways i would think like this is a good second chance romance or like you know reunited lovers type thing but they both acted in a really messy way because people are really messy people. It At its core, though, I still am like, hey, you met this woman and you loved her and your family said no. If your family hadn't said no, so many other things wouldn't have happened. So many no. other things wouldn't have occurred. So many other people's lives would not have been ruined. So at the end of the day, your shitty-ass family is really responsible. <laughs> Responsible. I mean, you also have a lot of personal responsibility because you didn't have to behave the way you did. But I can totally understand like how upset you would be and how much that would take out of your life because you were taken away from this and 
I'm told you would need to find somebody who can be queen. And even Camilla has now said she's and like, who hasn't she's been divorced. Not gonna, yeah, she's not going to take the um, title of queen. And she doesn't go by Princess of Wales, even though it's her right to, because she knows. She just understands that Diana has and always will hold a very special special place in people's hearts there people like diana don't come along all the time no so i appreciate that for her uh, you know about her um i also feel like she's probably about like a lot of fun she's probably like very body and doesn't really honestly give a fuck because she's in her 70s and she had to wait until 2005 to marry this man that she had loved for so long for decades yeah. This gross man who said he would love to be a tampon inside of her. <laughs> oh my God. That is Megan, why? I'm oh, sorry. We were having no. so much. It must be time. said because why he did you said bring it. That up again. I hate it. I, I, I was my least this. favorite <laughs> chicken. Look at me, chicken. That's so, so worse. He said Don't it. Cut it. He said it. That's a real thing. He said it. That's a real thing. The audio is out there. I'm not just he's, making yes, this up. Like, she's not making this up, I but I really that. wish Don't she had well on this. It's Nobody. in the documentaries. They play it in the documentaries. Why? Why is that necessary? <laughs> See, this, this is, is like when why. they were like, separating. Y'all, this is why if you don't want to be a parent, don't have kids. So Elizabeth did not probably want to be a mother. So she probably shouldn't have had them princes. She probably didn't need to have them. But she had to have them. So she could have continue the monarchy. That was the point. And the thing is, is she was never even supposed to be queen in the first place. Exactly. But her uncle wanted to marry a divorcee. It was also a Nazi. And it was also a Nazi, so. It just, I mean, like Nazi, and then you know. it, they kind of push it onto a woman, but he was just a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you have that, then he abdicated, then it was her dad, then it went to her because he didn't have any sons, and it has to go to your firstborn, which I do enjoy, though, that the queen did do that. Is this a crown episode where she, um... Yes, the second episode. (laughs) Where she, um, she, she made a rule now so that, like, if Prince William's kids, if George wasn't his firstborn, if it was a girl, that girl would take the throne no matter what, and she would be queen, and that's that. Like, because that was... That was still a really Usually, yeah, rule. it would go to, like, the boys, and even if yeah. the girl was older. I mean, yeah, and no, it'll go in order now. That's why Anne was never in the running, because then she had right. two other boys. Right, and no, so that's like, she it. made that rule that said, no, if your firstborn's a girl, that's the ruler, and that's that. Like, nah, I've ruled for longer than any living person ever, and guess what? I'm changing the rules now. That's how she felt about it, which I enjoyed. So I did enjoy old. that. Bless her heart. I want her to rest well. I'm I'm sad that that demon of a husband of hers, though, is still oh, animated. You mean that? Oh my goodness! He's been that dead Mitch for thirty McConnell years. Looking At grim. The very least, is a reanimated corpse. Okay. A picture of him in the Land Rover is Mitch McConnell. Is uh, it's so funny. so funny? I sometimes see it when I close my eyes. It's. So reanimated corpse it really develops to to me in a really fun and natural way i'm already Um, thrilled yeah yeah it's it was slow in the uptick but once you get into it you're like oh these people 
are terrible. Are crazy. And I want yeah. to know everything and more about them. I don't care if these conversations aren't real. I now, this is now my canon. This is my canon of this family and how they treat people. And also- But here's the thing. It's really not that fictional. It's not because they've it's taken- really you know, not. There's so many like- well-documented things and like even in this latest yeah. season well-documented like, so press <laughs> on can we talk about the fun things they leave out that could make it a more exciting show like was it like anything with princess margaret Pri- the princess and kidnapping that is one where, of the things okay like where is so my show is i Season three was so boring to me. Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter just did so much. You have Olivia Coleman there, who's like one of the most naturally charismatic, funny people in the world. And she just felt like wallpaper. Where, add in the kidnapping. It would have jazzed up that season so much. Where was it? Just give Anne her I love that because show. like, right? they are literally trained in... If you are kidnapped, this is what you do. Like that's part of their royal training. <laughs> and like, can you imagine like, being like a toddler and learning how to tuck and roll out of vehicles? Well, because like Meghan Markle had to go through it too, and like, it's just so. And then she me. used it on the crown. Oh she God. tuck and rolled out. <laughs> <laughs> but I like. I do enjoy like. How much that girl, I can't think of her name off the top of my head right now. Is it Emma Cornyn? Is that it? Corin? Corin? Yeah. Yeah. She sounds exactly like her. It's eerie. It's And her little mannerisms and the way that she moves Mm -hmm. her mouth. And I was like, this is creepy because it's very Diana, especially because I, you know, I just watched the Diana documentary, which again. Which one? Because there's 42. Well, it's the one that's in her own words. It's the one. That that, one really messed me up. Oh my God. It's so Is that the one on Hulu? No, that's the one on Netflix. There's like multiple ones on Netflix. And if you really, really want to get messed up, you really, really, really need to watch the one. I think we talked about it actually, but you need to watch the one that's about the Windsor family as oh, I've a watched whole. It. Yeah. Because that is, they are survival and that's it. Yeah. It's a mess. They will, if it doesn't benefit them, if it's going to hinder them and their survival, they're like, mm-hmm. okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Jen, Not can we me. also bring up the GIF? that you tweeted uh, out today. Yeah, sure, um, of course. William. <laughs> so I'm petty. Oh, yeah. um, in case you didn't know this about me. And um, us are, no. I was, just, <laughs> I was just remembering because um, uh, as we come upon the holiday season, some of my favorite things are like Mary Berry's baking holiday specials. And I think maybe last year or the year before, um, Kate and Wills had a holiday <laughs> special with Mary God, Berry, so and good. that's where that gift comes from of Kate shrugging off William's touch and that he just like puts his hand on her shoulder. A and she full shrug- Melania like, Trump move. It, it was like, that's so oof. awkward. It was and in front of like they're st- they're with a group of people because uh-huh. they're doing like a little Q and A situation. It's perfectly I'm- framed as well, it's so good. and it's so, <laughs> so good. obvious. So obvious. It's so I bet it was recorded around she the time he was cheating. Yeah, yeah, is uh, allegedly around the time that he was that. cheating with Rose Hanbury. But- when people actually knew he was cheating too. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Listen, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Kate for a lot of reasons. One, really she think- spent 10 years of her life chasing down this man, 
getting together, breaking up, getting together, breaking up. Well, she's her ambitious. mom told her. She's ambitious because Carol is ambitious. I'm not saying anything against ambitious women. I think ambition is great. She is going to be queen one day. They are not going to follow the Charles and Diana example. Like they've been down that road and he's had all of these years. Not only that, but nobody else wanted to marry William. Like, no. this is the thing that you guys Have need you to seen understand. that hairline? All- he's not cute. <laughs> But like all of these people, they had lined up from the family to like be with Will. And all of them were like, "Mm, we see how that family operates. And this is a modern time. We're not about to like put ourselves on the line for this shitty family. Um, And because of Kate's ambition, she is going to be queen. Like that's, that's actually what's going to happen. So, you know. Kudos to her, but also your man's ain't shit. Full on wild. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And then last media I'm consuming. I just want to share some of my Criterion haul. This is my most recent one from today. I got Dance Girl Dance, a great Dorothy Arzner bop with uh, Maureen O'Hara and Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball is amazing and funny in this. Mm-hmm. And then just stop the film when it has about three minutes left, and it's a perfect film. The ending really undercuts everything else in the film, but everything like before it is amazing. And then we have a, a Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn, Bob Holiday, which I recommend for this holiday season. Oh my goodness, it's so cute. They have so much chemistry. And I just love Cary Grant, which brings me to another Cary oh, Grant. Oh, Cary Grant thing. <laughs> How do you not love Cary Grant, though? Only Angels Have Wings. With Oh, I love that one. Cary Grant and Gene Arthur. Yes. I love love Gene Arthur. And it's a Howard Hawks, so you know it's going to be a bop. Because he just makes all those fun screwball comedies. And then taking a real short turn. My favorite Cary Grant. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, that's so hard. That is so tough. stories, maybe (laughs) nine. Philadelphia story is great. The awful truth delightful. is so good. I'm so I love bringing up baby. I love bringing I up love, baby, but I also love yeah. his girl Friday. I love his girl Friday. <laughs> it's really watch, a hard question. Watch charade, the one he did with Audrey Hepburn. It is so much fun. It's like Hitchcock, but not as serious. It's fun. Oh my god! Has anyone yeah. seen the real? The really they had a sequel. And it was called Topper, and where like he and his wife are ghosts. Wait, no. was it a sequel too? <laughs> no, Topper is the first one, and then it's like Topper Returns or something. Oh no, I've not seen this. That sounds yeah. fake. This sounds <laughs> real. Fake. It's real. No, it's real. It's real. It's real. I literally watched it because during college, all of my friends went away, and I stayed home. That's when I got my best reading done. And, um, but I also watched like a lot of movies, like a lot of movies. And I would usually just like stay up all night and watch, you know, hours of Turner Classic movies. So basically, I what like, I do relatable. Now in the pandemic. Yeah. 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 That's what I remember. We talked about in the mental health episode where I stayed in bed and just watched Turner Classic movies for like, 10 hours. Like, it's so much easier for all of my now. teenage years. 
It's so much easier with HBO Max. I spent an entire day watching the film Giant, which is like three and a half hours, but great. It's so long. It's so great. Elizabeth Taylor. It's so long. It would be a mini series today. I would like pause it and do my laundry. And oh my goodness. That's like, um, oh, what is it that I'm thinking of? That's like, um, the sound of music where I love when they have an intermission in the middle of the movie and they're like, here, mm. here you go. Go walk around for a little bit. <laughs> we need Process to bring back intermission if we're going to keep doing these long movies. Avengers Endgame oh almost broke me. Amen. I, like the Irishman, I did watch in episodes. Like I just, <laughs> my bladder is not strong enough. No, it's not. Um, what am I consuming? Oh, I know exactly what Wait, I've been consuming. Chelsea has to talk about her last movie that oh, she's been holding sorry. on to. <laughs> I forgot. I remembered. Um, no. Uh, sharp turn from Cary Grant and Turner classic movies. It is the very um, intense, I will say, four months, three weeks, and two days. Um, I don't know how to describe this film without saying... Um, it's about an illegal abortion, and it's really rough, but it's really good. So just, if you're in a depressive mood where you want to keep being sad, depressed? like, no, like, when you want to simmer in your sadness, just put this on, okay. and then whenever you're ready to come out of it, put on any Cary Grant movie. <laughs> like, he's the range, though. The nice. range. He's wonderful. He's been in some oh, bad ones, but we don't talk about those. He's been in so They many were all in some bad ones. Everybody's been in a bad movie. Everyone. Everyone. Even your favorite actor passage. or actress. Exactly. Right. You have to be Literally, in a bad movie. Name an actor or actress. I will tell you they're bad movies. It's true. We should do yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, my oh, goodness. We yes. Mark it. <laughs> So, what have I been consuming? That'd be fun. So, yes. um, I've gotten recently back into audiobooks, which is new, because I went through, like, a very intense phase, like, five or so years ago, and then I think I just kind of got burnt out. Um, but then the kids I take care of were, and I quote, tired of the same six songs on the radio, so... I said, well, do you want to listen to audiobooks? And so we started listening to a series of unfortunate events, which are beautifully, and I cannot stress this enough, beautifully narrated by Tim Curry. And they are some of the best things I've ever listened to. Like, oh my God. And so I've been reading. Does he do wacky voices? Yes. And it's so, the very first one, if you get it mm. from Audible, I've been getting them through my library, but I, we listened to the first one through Audible. It's a uh, like a radio play. And so there's like 10 people in it and it's so good. And oh, you can get that. them, you can get them with Lemony Snicket as a narrator, but I'd just also not do that if I were you. Um, I would prefer to do Tim Curry because he's amazing and I also listened to Ghost by Jason Reynolds and oh my god it was such a good audiobook but aside from that I have been watching and you guys are all being so like highbrow and like elevated in your choices bitch I am obsessed with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City this show (laughs) is such a disaster I can't stress like, I am still trying to figure out how the woman 
Mary. She married her step-grandpa. She married her step-grandpa. I said what I said. This is what is driving this show. I'm sorry. She, okay, Excuse what? Me. Okay. I'm going to explain it. I'm going to explain it. So her grandma was the head of a church. It's one of those churches where I've touched you. I've healed you. You're now cured. So essentially she's running a cult. She dies and she says, I want one of my girls or my granddaughters to marry my it's like second or third husband. I want them to marry him and I want them to like, you know, have that love that I had, right? So this girl marries oh. him <laughs> and takes over the church. But, and so she only wears designer clothes, but she has to dress modestly. So she'll wear this like, beautiful valentino dress and then wear white tights underneath it and you're like oh bitch come on come on you don't even have to be fashion forward to know this is a disaster it's not good it's not good and like almost i think all but her and no i think all but her are all mormon and one was like married to mormon royalty and it gets really nuts and you're just like does the mormons have a monarchy is that something we have to investigate no, oh, like, like here's it, it he's like a descendant from, from one of the people, yes, who like found if you're one of the John, I don't know what his actual name, John Smith. Not, I, I'm we're gonna call him John sure. Smith. I learned most of my Mormon history from um, the Book of Mormon, yes. So if it's <laughs> it always comes back to Broadway, <laughs> most of my history comes from a Broadway show by oh two God, Mormons who are two former Mormons. It's okay. Most American history comes from Broadway now. Right. So, so she was like, yeah, they're like, if they're descendants from like one or two different men, they are considered like Mormon royalty. And she was married to one and she was like, she said she was like a very strict Mormon. So she didn't drink. She didn't smoke she didn't do drugs she didn't have premarital sex which is a lie i'm sure and she like was very teetotaler and everything and like now they're divorced and she's like re like like figuring out life and it is the messiest show i've ever seen in my entire existence and i have watched every episode of the real housewives of atlanta i watched every episode of the real housewives of beverly hills orange county i watched a little bit of new jersey some of new york I've seen the worst of the worst, okay? This takes the cake. This is the show I didn't think we needed. Bandy Cohen delivered it to us. And I got to admit, <laughs> like, you're literally, so that woman who married her step-grandpa, which I'm never going to stop saying because it's true and it's gross and it's weird. And she thinks it's fine. Like, she talks about it like it's fine. And it's not fine. And she, um, she, was saying she told another girl who was like with her aunt and and this woman by the way they're at a party having this argument that she threw for another woman but then that woman who threw the party made a grand entrance after that woman had gotten there already like and everyone was like why would you do that this isn't your birthday I don't get it so they're having this argument because she the woman who runs the cult told her that she smelled like a hospital and it was disgusting. And she said, I was with my aunt who was like a mother to me after she had two legs amputated. Like, what is wrong with you? And this like turned into a massive blowout at a party. And you're just like, 
I can't stop watching. This is so disastrous and so messy. It and you can't like stop. So and it is. Okay, Megan, I just have to say, remember before recording, I was giving you a full history of The Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise. So first off, you're, don't worry, I have the low culture covered, but (laughs) after listening to this, I don't feel bad about watching The Bachelor franchise because, you know, that just feels like a cute rom-com compared to this disaster. We just need... We just need Listen, to show you. And I have watched so too much of Love Island. So Oh my God. Jen sends the funniest TikToks, but I found did I send it to you guys? My I favorite saw Love the Island. Funniest, it was it was no, it was like a guy who's like one day after watching Love Island. Yeah. Okay. One day two after, days after watching two Love days Island. Love. Like I can't three I can't, days after watching Love Island, UK. <laughs> and like and then by the time it's like it's to day four and then he doesn't even say day five. He's like, I grab you for a chat vibes. <laughs> Like he's in the confessional. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's the best I've ever seen. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. There's also a hilarious TikTok with a um a British woman who's like, My American people, I love you. However, stop doing the British accent and then people will stitch it together and be like, This is who I am now. This is who I am now, love. Watch I watch Love Island. This is who I am. I personally love any TikTok that involves making fun of Love Island. It just brings me so much chaotic joy. And that, if you have never Please watched... Please send them all to me. If you have never watched the sketch from when Phoebe Waller-Bridge was on SNL and they make fun of Love Island, oh my God, it is one of the funniest sketches SNL did in the last year. It was hilarious I like was full-on crying and I think I I just watch it sometimes just to like as a nice pick-me-up because it is so absurd and so also on point so we all recommend Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, The Crown, and The Criterion and Turner Classic Movies can we like get if you haven't listen we have oh variety God. here could you imagine i would die if we got sponsored by turner classic movies that would be the highlight of my life it would be my brand come to life Seriously, if mankey what's did a intro for our podcast <laughs> oh please i want alicia malone who are we talking Yes, the ghost of Robert Osborne. (laughs) Oh my God, I literally got so upset when Robert Osborne passed away. I just want to point out that we are this far into our episode. I did too. We talked about Rebecca, and I just want to point out. I told you it would happen. (laughs) This is not what we intended to give you guys, but here we are. Also, this it's, is our like first relevant. episode after the election because last time we recorded, oh my god, it was yeah, the during the election, during in which Megan got high. Oh my <laughs> god, very drunk <laughs> on, the, on the cusp of highness. I like, was so like, anxious and ordering candles from Bath and Body Works. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I I tweeted and I was like, "See if you can clock when my asshole kicked in," like because I got. So so high. Later it was a stressful night, day. 
it was a very stressful day and like the night kept being stressful because things stressful just week were not going the way we 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 I mean literally everybody was like it's going to look like he's winning on election day but don't count Joe Biden out because they still have to count mail in ballots because of when they said that you could start doing it. Everybody said that. People said that for like two months, right? At and least. then on election night, I was like, and they're still <laughs> counting. I'm doing I'm gonna get high and go to bed. <laughs> and so then I did. I got so fucking high after I, I had three glasses so of wine and had half of an edible. And I was like, and my ass smartly took the day off afterwards so that I could live out that high. <laughs> See, my okay, ass. I'm, I'm not gonna it. lie. I woke wise. up and I still felt so high that I had to take the day off. I had to take the day off because I was like, oh, buddy, I can't go to work. So the funny part was I can't take off work because I work for my dad's business. So, you know, can't just call in sick. But luckily, he bought a new warehouse two days before the election. And we started moving day of the election. And my dad sells a ton of, like, very heavy hardware. It took us a week and a half to get everything into the new place. And now we're just organizing because it's genuine tons of stuff tons so I literally just got to listen to all my podcasts and audiobooks the entire week and just walk around and refresh the New York Times map over and over and over and then of fucking course I would be Saturday teaching my nice little community art center zoom call for some design stuff I had some co-teachers in there because we're doing this cool partnership and teaching the kids stuff. Freaking 10.30 rolls around. I am 15 minutes into this Zoom call, and I just look to my left, and on the TV, it has called the election, and I'm at my mom's house at this point, like, just because I had stuff to do and around her, and she is just screaming, hooting, and hollering, so excited that I have to mute my Zoom call, and I put it in the chat, y'all teachers got this, right? Um, I'm just having some internet issues. Don't tell them why. And I, like, eventually I'm like, oh, by the way, Joe Biden won. (laughs) So I'm like, have to keep it together when all I want to do is cry and just like feel relieved. Oh, it was, yeah. And now we're just, we gotta, we gotta worry about the coup. It's gonna, we gotta. Fantastic. Everything's so great. We had one good day. Yeah, we had one good day, and it was that Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it was the most fun day to be in New York City because people opened their windows and stood on their roofs and banged pots and, like, went out into the street and had dance parties. (laughs) Like, never live your life in such a way that people are thrilled when you lose your job. That is like my only life goal from now until I, you know, leave this planet. It was kind of dead silent opposite down in Missouri, we'll say. Yeah. I, I Paige, I was in your neck yeah, of the there woods. Were no parties. No parties. There were no for, people um, dancing in the streets. <laughs> later that afternoon, after I did a few things, like I did get to, um, I was getting some photos taken because I'm getting my MFA in a month. Yay. And I was getting my graduation photos taken. And it was by a great photographer. And me and her just got to like fuck Donald Trump, everything, walk around, get some great photos taken, and just like, 
<sighs> breathe. And then I got to social distance drink with some friends on a balcony and we just cried. And I'm like 12 feet away wearing masks outside all of us. And we're just crying and watching everything on their laptop later that night and eating like Philly cheesesteaks so far apart, but just loving every moment of our lives. There isn't a city in the planet that hates Donald Trump the way New York does. Oh, exactly. And he's from here. I <laughs> what are you talking about? He loves, they love him. We hate him with every single inch of our beings. And so I wish <laughs> I could have been in New York. I would have just, just I mean, you know, it's a special day when you see New Yorkers voluntarily going to Times Square like taking over Times Square the way that you would see tourists like do in the past. Yeah, it was it was that kind of like feeling of of relief and glee and just like f- people were playing fuck Donald Trump at very loud volumes. Dance. My friends were doing that on their balcony and we were just waiting. I love that journey to call the cops on us because you know I like, love that journey for us. Sounds, but no, he is a Joe Biden has officially won Georgia um, three times now. Michigan just certified their election results after some White House visits, and I'm just. My, can I just tell you how impressed. much I hate a time loop? And we are living in a time loop, and it is not for me. No, I don't like time loops. Get me out. I don't like time loops either. But it does kind of throw me that every time um, Joe Biden wins again, Trump loses again. So <laughs> it like. That again. That, that cycle I'm okay with. It's like, oh, it Joe Biden won Georgia for the third time. This like, week. Twitter has announced we are going to give Joe Biden the POTUS account. Like, when actual Twitter has to say, yes, we're going to give him the yeah. POTUS account that Donald Trump just retweets his from his personal account. Like, I love you that. can't delete any of Donald Trump's retweets and stuff because it's archived. And it, you can't, like, delete presidential tweets, which technically the POTUS account is a presidential account. You can't delete any of it. I love, I love, I love the way Twitter reacted. Someone tweeted the other day, and they're like, hey, I just woke up. Did Biden win uh, Georgia again? And I was like, you know what? Can we just, like, I give some props to Georgia that they overcome some of the shittiest people and my grandma to win, like to <laughs> defeat Donald Trump. No, it's just voter evil. suppression. That's yeah. all it is. And it's once you can suppression. have somebody as smart as Stacey Abrams, who is like, listen, people are trying to make your make you believe your vote doesn't matter. When you can point to the fact that Joe Biden won the state with twelve thousand votes, that. Is means your individual vote is very, very significant. And she and all of the women who came together and did actual work in that state deserve every single bit of kudos and praise. And they should be listened to by DNC. And money. And money. Please throw money at them because everyone donates a fair fight. Go see how you can help. You can text bank from your house. You can do Mm -hmm. all of this from home. You can also, if you're like... Do not donate to the Lincoln Project. Do do not donate to the Lincoln Project, one. Two, if any of those things scare you, which I totally understand that they do, I am a big text banker. I am a big phone banker, but I understand that's not for everybody. You can go to romancingtherunoff.com and 
place um, auctions, like thing they have uh, stuff that they're auctioning off. They've already raised over $250,000 for Fair Fight Action and for Black Votes Matter in Georgia. And they are fantastic, fantastic women, um, proving once again that romance writers are smart and fantastic. And um, you should, you know, definitely donate to a cause and you can probably get some cool stuff. So if you're more of a, I love a philanthropy, but I also want something, check out Romancing the Runoff. Awesome. And we'll link that in the show notes. I still want something. (laughs) Are we going to make it to Rebecca? (laughs) We're going to get, we'll we'll do this episode. (laughs) It's a disaster. It's so chaotic. Did you find that article I was talking about, Chelsea? No, you did not send me this article. Okay, so just Google <laughs> House That Inspired Daphne du Maurier's Rebecca, and it will immediately come up. Also, my internet sucks right now. I'm hotspotting from my phone. So, Paige, look it up. I'll do it. <laughs> House That Inspired Rebecca. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it, it should come up from, like, it came out, I read the article, like, right around the time that the movie came out. So it's got, it's like a recent article. Minabilly? I don't know, maybe. The real life insp- talk- inspiration for Manderley. In, yeah. yeah. Is it from Tatler or is it from Oprah no, Magazine? It's, from, it's exactly from Tatler, actually. So I guarantee you, I sent your bitch ass that exact link from Instagram, and it's in your Instagram. You didn't. Well, not me. Maybe Chelsea. Chelsea why would, check your Why Instagram. would you send me things on Instagram? Because that's where I saw it. I saw because I follow Tetler because I'm a <laughs> Royals asshole and high society asshole. So I follow Tetler, and which, oh my God, we didn't even get into it earlier about Kate Middleton, where she had them rescind a profile of her because she thought it was too scathing and oh my god and I was like so that honest. was my mean, favorite thing honest? from this summer it she was had them rescind it. it was such a dumb article though did you read of course you read it like yeah, I, I, did. Hello. I, I read that article and I was like what are you what are you having them rescind this is just a photo just, on Instagram there's no article <laughs> yes no <laughs> click it click it because it'll say <laughs> click here <laughs> For the yes, you can't click through a photo to an article. It yes, does not hit do that. <laughs> it says it says link in our bio, and then you find it in the like you open the link in their bio, you click the Instagram page, and it takes you directly to the article. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But the Kate Middleton story. This was is literally so- a link to a store. Oh you can God. buy a great Princess Diana photo, actually. The Kate Middleton story was so, in my opinion, benign, but also showed how much she doesn't do. And I think that that's what I think got. that's what it was because she does. She was embarrassed. Half, she does less than half of the appearances of Princess Anne. Right. Princess Anne is a workhorse. Like, Princess well, Anne she, does the most number of, of Well, appearances. she said, she was like, well, she is. She's the hardest working royal. She does the most appearances in a year. And she said, she's like, this is my obligation. I did not control being born into this family, but I am going to do what is asked of my position, but I will not allow my kids to have titles because I do not want them to have that hanging over them. 
So she does, all of her kids don't have titles. And I'm like, man, that kind of sucks. Cause like very few people are born into this and damn, give me a fucking title. But got money, I feel like so. they probably don't want it. They already have the money. You just don't right. need the responsibility. They have the money and the houses without all the responsibility. That's what but I also Honestly, her same. children, her children, because they're not actually royals. They don't have titles. They're allowed to marry whoever they want. And they're really fucking normal. Like Zara is really normal. Zara married a a rugby player. Yeah. He's had his nose and his like teeth broken. (laughs) His face is very interesting, but she loves him. It is very interesting. If you ever want to see someone who looks very interesting, he's a fucking Grim Reaper looking bitch. But you know what? They're happy. They're in love. They have children. That's all that matters. Um, so yeah, so I just find that so fascinating, but if you are doing significantly less and you are supposed to be the future queen of England, because she literally told Cressida, even if he cheats on you, you need to stay because if you want to be in this family, you need to put up with whatever he's doing, which is exactly what she did in order to become queen one day, which is shitty. And so, and she's also, they also say like, oh, you know, she, she works so hard and that's why we have X amount of nannies. Nah, bitch ain't doing shit. Like she did a podcast. Like she's not busy. She's not, she's not busy. busy And we do a podcast. Exactly. And she said she still doesn't know what her patronages are. Bitch, it's been years. It's been years. How do you not know what your passions are? Hasn't it been like you, eight, nine years? They've been married. Yeah, nine they years? have three full children now. <laughs> like, she was get off! Really me. busy being pregnant for a long time. She was really busy smoking cigarettes, is what she was busy doing. So get off me with that, Kate Middleton. Hey, <laughs> my mom and you smoked know, and then, had kids. She did great. I turned out fine. I I believed this instance. Just fine. So, <laughs> so but like. You know, I meant to say this earlier, you know, you fucking know, that bitch will take up Princess of Wales instantly. She will take up the title Princess of Wales the moment Charles takes that throne. She's already in, like, has acclaimed Diana's favorite tiara the lover's knot tiara she wears oh such a gorgeous tiara it's so beautiful and i get it like i would pick that That tiara too but it does hurt me because like it's so iconically like diana and she i think someplace in her mind she has fashioned herself to be the next diana and that's what pisses her off so much about Meghan markle is that she's like this bitch is just automatically accepted exactly by the public let she me feels like a normal person because she feels like a normal person, just like Diana was a normal person. But like, and we'll Megan say by the American voice. public, the British public sucks. Yeah. Okay, Kate, but Kate uses a fake voice. Yeah, that's not a real accent at all. It's so high. You know, I checked her William about her No, bitch, you sound stupid. You didn't talk to William about shit. You sound dumb. That's like my professional phone voice at work. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to Rebecca. Anyway. Goes over <laughs> to Rebecca. <laughs> Waiting for Rebecca. So should we actually get to Rebecca now? You can yeah. cut all that middle bit out now. We can talk. I'll, all right. So let's, where actually, it goes. Let's, uh, let's actually get to Rebecca because this is an episode about Rebecca where we have not once discussed Rebecca. 
We've not because it's taken us this long to get through the absurd things that we have been consuming. You know, Lest Real Housewives and The Crown are basically the same thing. It's not wrong. Not not true. It's not not true because they're catty, but they're posh about it, and they don't move that lips when I talk. That's what everyone has said about the crown. When they're like, they get into the voice, they say their dialect coach told them very seriously not to move the top of your mouth, like your top lip. You just, you have to talk through, yeah, the bottom lip, and you don't, you don't, yes, yes. And they say to say ears, which is ears is yes. When like Charles says yes, he's saying yes. Isn't that so? I when you say it like that, I hear it and I hate it. They told that Emma was on. Name's Emma, right? Emma the girl plays Diana. Emma okay, yeah. She was on. She was on Fallon, and she talked about it. And then yes, 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 and and um. Julian, uh. Why is her last name escaping me? Guys, help. Gillian Anderson? No, Gillian Jacobs. There we go. Gillian, Gillian Jacobs. Gillian and, Jacobs. And, um, Gillian Jacobs and, um, you know what I meant. And I knew that. Uh, Gillian Jacobs and, God, all of their names are absolutely escaping me. Olivia Coleman. She, they were on Colbert together talking about it. And um, before last season, Helen Bottom Carter was on Colbert Talk in the before times when they were, could be in a studio together. Um, they talked, they all talked about like, how do you get into the voice? And they all said that their dialect coach told them very seriously, like not to talk with the top of their mouth because that's not how they talk. They talk very seriously through the bottom of their mouths. Isn't that weird? It's like in direct opposition of like how Kira Knightley speaks. I'm <laughs> just thinking <laughs> there's this guy on TikTok. That TikTok is the greatest thing I've ever Oh, I feel like such a silly goose. I need to show you guys a tweet that's going to make me cry. Oh, you guys remember... Uh, it's Wanda and Jamal. She accidentally texted him instead of her real grandson on Thanksgiving, and they do it every year. <laughs> My favorite to- story ever. I'm about to cry because they're um this year they're together and they're honoring Wanda's husband Lonnie, who died of COVID. Did he die of COVID? Oh, oh no! And I want to cry oh, because they are the most wholesome duo. It's so wholesome. They're it is so the only sweet. good. And I'm just so sad. I want the best for them. Wanda doesn't deserve that. All y'all better wear masks. I'll disown you. I've disowned family over this. Do it for Wanda. Stay home. Don't, don't. We have not. Be dumb. Don't be dumb. Should I bring up my cousin and Everding? (laughs) No, we're not talking about wingdings. We're we're here to talk about Rebecca. The sound I made when you said wingdings the other day. 
I want our listeners to understand that this kind of behavior continues on throughout the weeks um, in our group chat to an extent where sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how to respond right now because I'm laughing too hard and I don't know what to say. So uh, I had to mute myself because I knew you would say wingdings and I just burst out laughing. We're not talking about wingdings. Can't do it. Like when I was working yesterday and I looked down at my phone and it has like a bajillion messages and it's all just TikToks. <laughs> it's just all that. And I'm suffering. I'm not caught up on those. I'll I'm never be either. caught up. You're not caught up on wingdings? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, I had commitment. I had intense commitment so that I... I love that every few minutes we're just like, so Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't. This is the episode we've put off so many times for other things. And And then now we have everything has continued to put it off. (laughs) We keep saying so Rebecca and then we talk about the royal family. The real house (laughs) that that she based... Manderleon is called Menabilly, M-E-N-A-B-I-L-L-Y. Now, because it's English, I'm sure it's pronounced some other kind of way, like how Gloucester has a bunch of extra letters that you don't actually say. But I, it's, it well, looks it's like Menabilly, <laughs> and I'm going to say Menabilly, just like a Boston town. Worcester. Honestly, Manderley, she's much better at naming places than this actual place. If she had named it Minabilly, I would have been like, I'm out of the story. Mm. <laughs> I won't do it anymore. It sounds like uh, instead of a hillbilly, a man Billy. <laughs> she ended up like living there for a while, though. Like, we have not just... even mentioned that Daphne de Maurier was like a thriving bisexual woman. <laughs> she, she like lived. Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't even gotten to Rebecca, so really, where we were. Where you really no, drawn this we're line? We're still in the chaos middle of <laughs> We've like, where, where, uh, where, Who's uh, to where say what I'm going to edit out? Who knows? Who's gonna, <laughs> nothing's going to be about Rebecca. What can you edit out when we actually talk about Rebecca? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like, so Rebecca, and end credits. <laughs> Play be- some music. Yep. I would love that, TBH. <laughs> tbh okay, play I'm the like, curb your enthusiasm theme song <laughs> no we don't talk about we don't talk about curb your enthusiasm we do not we don't do that another distraction because i know we could talk about other things <sighs> curb related adjacent curb adjacent adjacent, adjacent. oh i can't tell you how i felt have okay, you read on. about matthew vaughn though so, Until you said his name, I didn't really register that he had done things. I'm not going to lie. It's okay. He's not done good things at all. Um, oh, wait. Here's Megan coming in hot on the other. I never saw the Kingsman movies. I didn't Oh, care. I have absolutely no interest. But Matthew Vaughn, his father, um, the guy who he thought was his father was Robert Vaughn, which is one of those old oh, famous yes, American actors, this. you know, who's like that guy in everything energy. <laughs> Uh, grew up um, 
thinking it was his dad. Robert Vaughn supported him, everything. So he's already like very privileged. Then like paternity test comes around. Robert Vaughn's still alive. It's like, just don't tell him whatever. It's fine. He can continue. Use my name, whatever. Continues to use his famous father's name. Eventually finds out that he's related to a guy, like his actual biological dad has a title and money. And so legally changes his name to like this, like three name title, whatever, uses it for his kids. Is married to like Claudia Schiffer, oddly enough, who's like nothing. But, and then, and like, so for all his professional work, he uses his um, legal father's name, but then he uses his biological father's name for business purposes and money and is like the most privileged person in the world. So Rebecca. I don't understand. So Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> my, uh, my computer's about to die I'm and a- I don't want to dig out my charger. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't, Jen, I don't think this episode is actually about Rebecca. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> that gives me a chance to maybe I can download. Nope. You know what? Again, my iPad's not working well. I was going to say I would download um, Rebecca no. on. Okay. All right. Okay. I think it's only a two hour film. It's it like, is only two hours. Paige and I talked about this. It's not, yeah. I would, it's not a good Rebecca movie, but if it's, it's a perfectly fine. I was here was for not that. A Rebecca movie, a <laughs> Netflix movie. I, I can't it's, remember if you were here or not, Megan. It's fine. It's like a fine regular well, that's movie, not, not high a good praise. Movie. And I'm just going to watch The Heat tomorrow. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, good decision, probably. Honestly, can oh. we have a Melissa McCarthy episode where we that, just don't even about question that? Don't stuff? even question yes. that. Yes. Yes. Oh, what yeah. are the other episodes? We're doing a Melissa McCarthy episode, and what did I say? The bad, bad movies. Bad movies. Actors. By your favorite actors. Um, we could oh do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Who's my favorite actor, though? Probably Audrey That's... Hepburn. Okay, I know the worst movie she was in. I know mine too. It's not Sabrina. Okay, can I just tell you, like my experience with the first, the original Sabrina, is such is so moving for me because I'm like. I love this woman so much, and I want her to just be happy. But Bill Holden, I don't know if you're going to make it for her, but you're hot, and it should be you. But, oh, then here comes Humphrey Bogart. And you're like, what choices? All of the choices. It's hard. It is hard. Do you guys know the behind the scenes on that? Yeah. Really? Where they hooked up? Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, whenever she found out he had a vasectomy, she immediately was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I want kids. Oh, no. And then was that just immediately like, no. Like, threw him away, and it, like, broke him and made him an alcoholic even more. Oh, Bill. <sighs> I mean, good for her. <laughs> Bad for him. <laughs> right? Listen, one of my favorite episodes of Lucy is the one where she's they're in L.A., and um she keeps trying to see bill holden and then ends up like in a cafe or something mm-hmm. a diner where he's at and mm-hmm. then he like kisses her on the cheek or whatever and she passes out she's like i kissed bill holden and that's how i first learned about william holden it was not from sabrina the first thing i ever saw him in was i love lucy with lucille ball right here right <laughs> we here. brought it back to what we're binging Full right now circle <laughs> Literally, eventually we yeah. will do our, our Rebecca episode. That wasn't this one, though, guys. This was not this episode. I'm sorry to anyone who's listening to us and is like, 
I was really invested. I was waiting. But we're not. (laughs) Joke's on us and you. We still love you, Lily James. One of us doesn't know who you are. I'm sorry. We I won't mean, name names. Listen, I, it's me. I'll say it. It's Jen. It's me. <laughs> well, it's fine. you know who she is now because of I her. do know who she is now because I, um. <laughs> Bringing it back to the crown, the future Prince Charles on the crown. <laughs> yeah. Cause she, oh yeah. She's, uh, with. Um, I don't know if they're together or if they're, they're just doing doodling stuff. for a day. Yeah, we don't know. When. I forgot that happened yeah. in this year. <laughs> that happened. Was that within the last month? Also, yeah, because like, it was right, it was it right before like, Rebecca. It was like yeah, the week yeah. before Rebecca came out. So I'm yeah. wondering, you know, timelines. Yeah. I don't, listen, I don't um, yeah. particularly care for him, but I also think he's probably too handsome to be Charles. Like, not for nothing. I that think. is super fair. I think that he's just too handsome to be Charles. That is super. Like, they have to make him real ugly. Yeah, they are. And like, not for nothing, he is pretty handsome. That's fair. I can't tell him apart from like three other British actors, but he's pretty handsome. Yes, yeah, sometimes I have to like double check to see who I'm ta- who I'm looking at. I'm like, you could be one of three people right now, and I'm not Which, sure who it is. Mildly tall-ish distinguished-ish, brown-haired British man are you? Because who's it's kind of like James Purefoy's one of them. I genuinely, for the longest time, thought Dominic West and James Purefoy were the same person. That's fair. I, it's like that, that collage of white men that they always put up who get cast in, like, Ryan Murphy. I was about to uh, say, like, the shows. Matt Bomer, the Finn mm-hmm. Whit- when to be fair, that episode actually was happening. Jackson, the, like the faces that just bl- like I, you get face blindness. Yeah. I get face blindness. This so whenever we watch the prom, match. we're just not going to know who anybody is. It's going to be like James Corden, everybody else, Meryl Streep. How dare Meryl. you? Carrie Washington's in it too, but I don't know what she's if doing. Ariana Grande's in it. Won't know who Wait, Ariana Grande's in it. Yeah. What? No. Yes. What? For what? some yes. reason, yes. For See, what? I didn't make that what up. Jerry Washington doing in this? That's I'm what I'm sure. more concerned about. I think about. she plays a teacher at the high school who tries to like make it possible for the two girls to go to prom together. So she's going to be like the well-meaning teacher in this. Huh. I think so. Well, Carrie Me Washington, do. you get that paycheck, girl. You get yeah, that money. She, she doesn't need it, but you know. she we doesn't love a not need it. But you know what? She'll do good. Bills. She'll do good things with it. Dolly bills. Her and you know what? I just want her and uh, Reese Witherspoon to continue to produce things together because right? it's a real dream team. My favorite thing ever about these weird thing. Emmys we had is their yeah, party. We're, this, we're, it's twenty. 20- 2021 happy new year yeah no we're saying goodbye to this year oh i like what if i came and kissed you and they're like no we don't want that we'll kiss each other though like that was the funniest thing ever and fair anyway chelsea so since this is an absurdly chaotic episode where we meant to talk about rebecca we tried talking about rebecca and guess what we didn't actually talk about rebecca at least not really um let's just end this on what we're thankful for so chelsea what are you thankful for why do i to go first i didn't think of anything um we'll circle back to you jen 
I'm thankful for digital uh, theater for this year, um, particularly the National Theater Live. It was life-saving, truly, honestly, um, towards the beginning of this hellscape uh, quarantine. Um, absolutely, wonderfully a godsend. Um, I am thankful for um, just basically just my mom and my brother. No other members of my family. Um, <laughs> Jen, I love you. <laughs> and I love National Theater Live. Thank you. Also. Um, and I'm thankful for the four, the three of you, oh, the four of you, <laughs> including myself. Well, you're thankful for yourself. It's okay. We're thankful I mean, I for guess you. I can be Rebecca's the four. Unfortunately, yes. we are all unwell. <laughs> so unwell. Guys, 2020. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I'm thankful for. Hey, Next. what are you thankful for? Oh, that's the question. I am thankful <laughs> for TV, the highbrow and the lowbrow, the crowns and the real housewives, which are both equally important. They are. The real housewives are I'm saving thankful me for this my year. boyfriend. And all of you for making me laugh daily. <laughs> Chelsea. Uh, yes, I am so thankful for our group chat because <laughs> I know I'm in for a treat whenever I see a message from like Jen or one of y'all being like, I can tell you all this because we're friends and it's just something you would never, ever say. <laughs> And, and then like, there's me screaming every time someone says that, we're friends, stop saying that! Y'all, our group chat, honestly, oh everything goes, it's fine. It's <laughs> wonderful. It's one of my favorite things. It's just a daily occurrence. I'm thankful for y'all for agreeing to, po- to podcast with me when I was like, hey, do you want to do this? And then literally us forcing Paige on air to be like, so Paige, you're doing this. <laughs> I'm I thought I was just going to be a guest. No. Remember when you were just a guest because I knew you were That's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Forever. <laughs> I swindled yeah. you. I love it. <laughs> no, I'm thankful for all my friends who, outside of this group chat and like like Jen from the Community Rewatch podcast, because that's also been something great for me this year. Even though I sometimes stress about editing podcasts, they're so much fun once I get into it. And yeah, I'm thankful for all my nieces and nephews because they, most of them still think I'm really cool. The older ones do not give a shit, but the older, like the younger ones, they just bring me so much joy when they FaceTime me. Like they were FaceTiming me before we recorded tonight and they bring me so much joy, even though they also, they swindle me. (laughs) But yeah. And then Turner Classic Movies. I'm so thankful for you. I've maybe watched 10 2020 films. That includes Netflix, streaming, TV, movies, whatever. I have watched 8 billion Turner classic movies. Same. So yeah. Megan, what are you thankful for? I am actually 
thankful for this podcast and my other one, the Once Upon a Stream podcast, because we talked about it because we just hit our one year and um, we talked about it and we just did like a retrospective episode and we talked about like how, especially once everything happened in March, like having our podcast and now having this one too has been like something that I can actually look forward to and like is something that I can say like, oh, I'm, I'm going to watch this or I'm going to read this or I'm going to listen to this, whatever, so that we could talk about it. Like having something to do, having, knowing that I have something to look forward to has like greatly improved my mental health. Um, I wouldn't say that I have good mental health. We're not saying these things. We're not Absolutely saying lies. Not. We are not no. going to lie to you. Has it improved it a modicum? Sure. A scotch, if you will. But it, it definitely, it was not a cure because I was like this before 2020. So it wasn't a cure. Um, I am very thankful for the three of you. I am mostly thankful for Jen finding always the best TikToks and not um, judging me when my story on Instagram just looks like Jen's light. Because um, I repost almost everything she does. Um and also currently a thing that I'm thankful for is Jen posting almost every single day when it gets dark out and screaming oppression. That has really brought me joy. Listen, daylight saving this year is hitting different, okay? It's different this year. And that 4.30 sundown mm-hmm. time is a, is a pre- it is oppressive it is oppression so i need to share that with everybody thank you for continuing to interact with it and that's why i'm thankful for stacy abrams because if we elect her next time she runs for office maybe she can fix daylight savings time too she has worked so many miracles in this hellscape country which like you know what maybe we should start fresh at some point and we'll just have stacy abrams lead us and through that like exactly. we're anyone start can do it. Way fresh. She's got this. She's the only good one. Well, I like Elizabeth Warren too, but that's different. And then I'm also thankful for anyone, anyone, I mean anyone who has managed to put up with me in this year, in this hellscape we're in, because I've like completely ignored people for days at a time and they still want to talk to me. Or I like send 20 text messages in a row because I'm that person. And I'll do it, like, every time they respond. And they still want to talk to me. So anyone who has managed to put up with my mental health in 2020 is a godsend. I really do enjoy the multiple text because it reminds me that... No, I'm not kidding. Because I'm really bad at texting back. I don't know if you've noticed this. Yes. (laughs) So I'll text you back and I'll be like, oh, shit. I look down at my phone and I have, like, 45 bubbles. I'm like, oh, okay get on it get on it so that helps me and then you're like oh no chelsea and megan haven't responded are they dead (laughs) 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 on a more wholesome note i'm thankful for anybody who can somehow get through our episodes that are so chaotic we had a little break this is the most i'm sorry but this is the most chaotic that has for sure been the fact that our election night episode was more coherent than this <laughs> says so much about us. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we bid you good night. We bid good you adieu. <laughs>
the description of this candle. It just says nutty, creamy, and soft. I hate it too. I had to pass it on. 